Hello, 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 and happy Saturday to all of you out there. Happy Saturday indeed, and welcome into episode number 68 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, of course, is Alex Reamer. It is Memorial Day weekend, so happy Memorial Day to all of you out there listening. We have made it, the unofficial start of summer, the unofficial end of COVID restrictions in most of the country. Uh, It's good. Life is returning. Life is back. Hopefully you're enjoying yourselves this weekend. Uh, We have a really fun thing going on at Outsports. We want your participation as as our loyal readers and listeners for Pride Month, which is in just a few days. We will be celebrating the places that bring fans together for a game and a good time. And the timing, of course, could not be more fortuitous with us beginning to emerge out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We want to hear your favorite LGBTQ sports bars. And what is a sports bar? Well, it really is in the eyes of the beholder, right? I mean, there are plenty of places that will air the Super Bowl. Are those sports bars? It's really more art than science in terms of defying what it is. We know about Nelly's in Washington, D.C., the Gym Sports Bar in New York. There are some others like Rocco's in Los Angeles that have some broader appeal but make broadcasting sports a big part of their environment here in Boston. I guess Cathedral Station would be our quote-unquote LGBTQ sports bar, just like Rocco's in Los Angeles, more broad appeal, but they're always broadcasting games in there. So that's a fun thing. Leave your comments below. Of course, watching sports is really a social and fun event, and we are gay sports fans, so it all makes sense. And just really being out there amongst the amongst the people the last few weeks has just been so great to see all of these more, you don't want to say ancillary figures in your life because that sounds kind of demeaning, but more secondary friends, right? I mean, during covid I think we all had our COVID pods, some were a little bigger, some were a little smaller, but we all had our pods, and for me, I really went about a year not seeing anybody outside of my immediate group of five or six friends, plus my immediate family. That was it. So it's just been so nice to see all of these people who, for 14 months, really nothing more than just avatars on Instagram. It's been nice to see them out and in person. Uh, it's uh, That's part of life. Gossiping, seeing new people, random people, even striking up different variations of small talk. I feel like small talk has a bad connotation and bad small talk is horrible, but there can be some good, light, entertaining small talk as well. So it's good to have that back again in our lives too. It's different. There have been some anxious moments for me as well, but it's good. So I think that our sports bar theme that we're looking to highlight throughout Pride Month really celebrates what we're all about at Outsports, bringing LGBTQ sports fans together, but also everyone coming together again as we begin to emerge from our long pandemic slumber. So that's going on along with many other things we have coming up on Outsports throughout Pride Month. Of course, Pride Month is always a great time for LGBTQ-centric programming, this year is no different. There is a great documentary premiering on Hulu June 1st called Changing the Game. And Changing the Game tells the story of the trans athlete debate through the eyes of some of the most well-known young trans athletes who have been 
at the center of this national debate of inclusion for the last several years, Mac Beggs in Texas, the Texas Wrestling State Champion, the transgender uh, man, transgender who, who, who won the girls tournament because he was not allowed to wrestle with men, uh, according to Texas high school athletic law. So Mac Beggs is highlighted. Andrea Yearwood is highlighted, along with Terry Miller, two transgender track runners in Connecticut who have been the centerpiece of a national lawsuit and have gotten a lot of coverage for the last couple of years. And Sarah Huckman, a skier and policymaker from New Hampshire as well. And these athletes are highlighted so we can actually learn about them and their stories because that's one of the points of the of the documentary that amidst all of the politicization of trans inclusion in sports, the stories of the kids themselves have gotten completely dwarfed by the politics, the polarization, the vitriol. So this documentary gives these kids a chance, and now they're young adults, it gives them a chance to reclaim their narratives, reclaim their stories. And coming up next, I have a conversation with Alex Schmitter, who is the associate director of Transgender Representation for GLAAD. He also is one of the producers of the Changing the Game documentary. I talked to Alex about his interest in transgender issues, the making of this film, uh, the message he wants they want to send to viewers, and where he thinks we go from here in the fight for trans inclusion. It's an issue that we talk about all the time in Outsports. We've talked about many times before on this show. Uh, and I think this documentary, which premieres on Hulu June, June 1, will do a great job of uh, continuing to shine a light on this issue. So Alex Schmitter, one of the producers of Changing the Game, my conversation with him is coming up on the other side. Thank you, as always, for listening. And welcome back to the Sports Kiki Podcast. As I was saying in the opening, very excited for my guest this week. Alex Schmitter is the Associate Director of Transgender Representation for GLAAD. He's also one of the producers of the documentary, Changing the Game, which premieres on Hulu June 1. He also is uh, from the Boston area, went to school here, and his name is Alex. So we're already off on a good foot. <laughs> Alex, welcome to the Sports Kiki. Thanks so much for having me, Alex. It's a pleasure. Yes, it's a pleasure to connect with another Alex always. Um, let me <laughs> Let me start here. There are a lot of areas in which you can work with LGBTQ equality. Why trans issues for you? You know, as a transgender man myself, yes. um, when I looked to the media when I was growing up, I didn't see any stories that reflected my life or offered me hope into the future of what I could be or who I could be and what I could do. And so my passion really lies in media advocacy and ensuring that stories told about trans people are done from a dimensioned, multi-layered, messy, beautiful, fulfilled <laughs> place um, that is driven by us and our perspectives and experiences, which in my other film, Disclosure, we show the history of that media misrepresentation, which is always having um, stories projecting onto us rather than hmm. uh, perceiving from us. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess that takes us to Changing the Game, which chronicles a story of three openly trans athletes, Mac Beggs, Andrea Yearwood, and Sarah Huckman, who's a skier and policymaker 
from New Hampshire. Um, you know, the time for this project really couldn't be better considering the roiling debate over trans inclusion. What would you want viewers to take away from the film? Well, you know, we started making this film about four or five years ago. So we were in a very different place culturally. Um, And at the time, I just think it's important to illustrate how we came to these young people and their stories, which was that director Michael Barnett had a young person in his life, uh, a family friend of his, their, their child was about to start transitioning. And he, as a cisgender ally, realized quickly he didn't have the information or knowledge to advocate and support this family in the way that he wanted to. And so at the time, Matt Begg's story was splashed across national news and headlines. And as part of who Michael Barnett is, he just went to the internet to look to see and find whatever he could about the trans community. And that just so happened to be sort of all across different media. And that's what led ultimately to exploring um, this subject and these amazing young people and following them in their journeys. And I think what the hope is when people watch, because we made the film for everyone. We Mm -hmm. made it for trans people. We made it for people who are allies. We made it for sports fans who love stories of resilience and overcoming and battling against the odds. It is for literally everyone. And our hope is that when people watch, they finally see these young people as kids again. And as kids who just want to be themselves and play the sports that they love with their friends. Right. And and that's a thing that we always push on OutSports. You know, I think there are two facets to the trans debate. We can talk about Olympic-level athletics or elite college athletics. I know the NCAA has a trans inclusion policy as well, as does the IOC. And we can debate whether or not, you know, it's too far, not far enough. But then we're talking about high school kids, young kids, you know, younger than high school in some cases, who really just want to play sports to be with their friends like everybody else. And that's what your film, Changing the Game, seems to really focus on. It does. And also the fact that Sports for so many of us is life-saving. Right. Um, you know, getting to play with your friends and learn what it means to win and lose and uh, be a part of the team, all be in pursuit and practice of the same goal. And so I think that's what often gets lost in these uh, conversations about what's fair, um, because ultimately what's fair is letting kids have equal opportunity and access to fully participating in their lives. And that includes sports. And um, what just often gets missed is the humanity of the people um, targeted by bills and policies that ultimately are aimed not only at pitting girls and women against each other or rigidly defining what it means to be who you are, um, but we lose sight of the fact that these are these are kids just wanting to play and be themselves. And why shouldn't they have that opportunity? Right. And uh, and uh, and you know better than I. But I mean, going through high school is hard anyway. Going through school in general, middle school, you know, whatever age you are is hard enough. I can only imagine how hard it is going through all that while also figuring out your gender identity you know, it's a ama- the notion that any 
young athlete would transition for the sole purpose of winning a girl's track meet is just so insulting and ridiculous and I think devoid from reality. <laughs> yeah, it's completely devoid from reality. And to your to what you were saying as well, you know, high school is hard enough. Right. And, you know, what you see in changing the game is these three young people who know who they are. They are established in who they are. They have families and communities of support who know and see them and love them for who they are. And whenever we screen the film and whenever anyone is talking to a young trans athlete, there's always commentary about how brave they are, how courageous. And, you know, we always affirm that. Like, if you watch Changing the Game, if you get to know these young athletes, they are so courageous and brave. And yet, they shouldn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be an act of bravery or courage to be yourself, to do the things that you love. And so our hope with the film is to bring it back down to, you know, the basics, you know, letting people live as who they are, accepting them, loving them, and, um, you know, just cutting through a lot of what this conversation is about, which for the most part is anti-LGBTQ activist groups Mm -hmm. um, trying to put stories into the culture that are not even true scientifically as a matter of evidence. None of it is true other than to make an already vulnerable community more vulnerable by taking away the things that are so life-affirming and saving, as you know, at OutSports. Sports is so many things to so many people, and why would we take away something that is so um, integral to growing up as all kids mostly participate in sports? Yeah, and I was struck in the trailer that's out, uh, Mac Beggs saying he's received more bullying and pushback from adults than kids. I think that was a pretty telling line. Yeah. And I think it's because um, we know that Gen Z is the most LGBTQ identified in history, probably. And that's in part because culture is more accepting and people feel more able to be themselves out in the world. Um, But, you know, going back to what we've been talking about, a lot of the rhetoric and harmful bills and policies being proposed are not by people who actually care about the sanctity and safety and success of girls and women's sports. They're by people who want to use trans youth um, as ploys in a political um, game to them. Um, And what we really know is that when there are policies of inclusion, um, everyone benefits. And so it's, it's, again, coming back to getting to know these kids as the kids that they are and the communities that they come from, which I think a lot of people have the misperception that, you know, trans kids or trans people are only in certain communities. They only live in certain places. They are only one thing. And what I love about changing the game is that you see that Mac, Andrea, Terry, and Sarah are very different teenagers in so many different ways. Um, And yet, every time we've screened the film, people love them. I mean, they just see them as kids and with their full personalities that are still developing and 
um, that's what's really exciting to to have the film coming out on Hulu. Yeah, who is that woman in the trailer who um, says she's a Baptist, but she's not afraid to step on some toes or on her way up? Or that that is Max Begg's grandma, okay, Grandma yeah. Nancy, who's a Dallas sheriff of twenty five years, wow. Southern Baptist. You know, all of she comes from all the places where it would be assumed that she wouldn't support her uh, grandson. And so what part of changing the game is, is also smashing through the stereotypes of who our families are, of who our communities are, and what allyship and support can look like. Because I think it's also so important for people to see themselves in these heroes and champions of trans youth. And some people may identify more with Grandma Nancy than, you know, with, um, with Sarah, who is, you know, arguing against bad policy in New Hampshire. And so uh, Grandma Nancy is a hero to a lot of us. And I know, speaking from personal experience, you know, my greatest champion and advocate was my grandma. Uh, not Grandma Nancy, but Grandma Sheila. And we also need to see those stories because yeah. what often gets left on the cutting room floor is the amount of love and support that we do have as a community. And so we need to see those stories of love and support to show people that they exist and they are real. And if people don't have those communities of love and support, you know, wherever they are, for them to know that they do exist and they are possible and they are entirely deserving of that kind of love. Yay to grandmas. That's what I say. Um, so you said you made this film, not just for trans people or allies, you made it for everybody. Did you present (laughs) the other side, I guess, against trans inclusion in this film? Or do you even think there is another side to legitimately present if you catch my drift? We did present some of the people who were actively, um, you know, out at track meets, um, yelling at Andrea, uh, the people who were very angry about the policy in Texas that mandated MAC to wrestle with girls, uh, because that was the policy. MAC did not want to be wrestling right. girls, but because of state policy in Texas, he was required to. Um, So we showed the conversation and the emotion that is baked into this cultural climate, which is so hyper-focused now on trans inclusion in sport, um, to indicate that this is something that's happening um, and is very much having consequences and affecting the lives of so many people, not just the trans kids who are trying to play sports. But I think it was important to show them because that is something that's happening. And at the same time, you'll hear a lot of the same talking points be recycled, um, which have been unfounded in science, in reality, mm-hmm. in evidence. Um, and so part of it was for the first time, which so not for the first time, but what's so has often happened is that Matt, Andrea, Terry, and Sarah's stories have been taken from them and exploited in media to justify discrimination. And we noticed in making our film 
that media was only interested in telling one specific narrative about trans young people and Hmm. trans athletes, which is that there is such controversy when they're winning, when they're winning Hmm. any race at any time. But what we never saw or we never see is when a trans athlete is not winning, um, when they are just participating, there's never any media coverage around that. So what the ultimate cultural consequences is this misunderstanding that trans athletes are somehow dominating when in fact the reality is that that's what the media is covering, but that's not actually reflective of the reality and that there are hundreds of trans youth participating in sports across the country and it's only an issue if they're winning. Right, right, right. So changing the game takes that narrative back and allows the kids to tell their stories. Yeah, uh, and, it, and it allows them to be kids, um, which I think for a lot of marginalized communities, innocence is taken away at such an early age because you either have to be standing in front of state legislators right. um, defending your humanity or you just know how dangerous and violent the world can be because you simply exist as the person you are. And so part of that for us was just showing them um, in their communities, in their schools, with their friends, being the kids that they deserve to be, but sometimes don't get the opportunity to be. Alex Schmitter, he's the Associate Director for Transgender Representation with GLAAD. He's also one of the producers for the documentary, Changing the Game. It premieres uh, January, uh, June 1st on Hulu, right at the start of Pride Month. Definitely much better June 1st than January 1st. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for the time. Uh, much appreciated. Great to catch up. Thank you so much, Alex. Really appreciate it. All right, and that's a wrap. So thank you to Alex Schmitter for taking the time and coming on the show. Great to catch up with him. And as I mentioned at the top, hope you all are enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy it wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If you have any show ideas, you can always feel free to drop me a line on Twitter. At AlexStreamer1 is my show name. That again, (laughs) excuse me, is at AlexStreamer1. So long. We'll talk to you next time, next Saturday.